Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Hello, everybody. My name is Matt Minnick, and this is Coach Speak. Well, after teasing it a bit on Twitter this week, against my better judgment, I am going to get into my backup long snapper story to start off with here uh, in defense and hopefully to gain some sympathy for my man, Mr. Mitchell Wilcox. Um, I was in college, a backup long snapper, my my freshman year as the backup long snapper, I didn't get in the game in, in that capacity. I, I played tight end and wing on the field goal PAT team, but I didn't uh, end up doing any of the snaps that year. Then my sophomore year, uh, somebody got hurt, all right, the snapper got hurt during the game, and I went in for a punt. And right on target, bounced it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah, it just went, it went a little low, but it skipped like perfectly up. It was on a, uh, it was on a, it was on a turf field. This is back when that wasn't very popular either. One of the only turf fields we played on, but um, skipped it right up to the punter. Uh, slow enough though that it did get blocked, even though it went right to the punter. So that was my short-lived career as a college long snapper. I did actually play uh, some semi-pro and I was a I was a snapper there and I never had any issues at that level but uh my one and only college snap ended very very poorly so look it's not easy and Zach Taylor's taking all this heat about not having a guy ready like like I like that's crazy like first of all Mitch Wilcox has been injured he hasn't been practicing that much and you know, that was a conversation uh, Andre Parada and I were having on on Twitter before the game about whether or not Wilcox would be active. Um, and, yeah, he's going out there and he's getting snaps. Like, like, I guarantee he's going out there and he's getting some snaps in. But he's an offensive player. Like, that's where he's spending the majority of time. But he's coming out before practice and he's getting some snaps, which honestly is about all those guys do in college anyway. You know what I mean? Because a lot of those guys in college are playing other positions. So... It, it, it's it's not on the coach for not being prepared, right? You could say, well, hey, they after the first one, they shouldn't have done it. They should have gone for it. They shouldn't have kicked on third down. You can make all those points and, and put that on Taylor. Sure. Like, very, very fair. Um, but, like, let's not say that, that they should have had a better option, like rostered somebody to be the backup long snapper or something. Like, you know, the Caledonimus, like, should have been – active as the backup long snapper. I mean, if, if anything, they should be praised for being 
I, I'm just going to go off on a limb and say the only team out there that has a, a long, had a long snapper sitting waiting uh, on their practice squad, <laughs> you know, who's going to be very good for them, I think. So, um, you know, the other thing about the, the, the Wilcox thing is, like, he went out for a punt later, and, and he was fine. The punt, which, to me, the punts are the hard ones. Um, the yeah, extra points are easy. Like the short snap, you know, it's a short snap and a long snap, and the short snaps to me, are, you know, are easy. You can just dart that thing in there; it's not that far back. You know, but it's a little farther. You get a little bit more juice on it to get the punt back. So, um, yeah, and he did that one just fine. So let's let's talk a little bit about what happened here. Number one, the extra point, all right, and the block, and like I said, I played some tight ends and wing. Samuel's got to step down, but he's got to leave his outside foot planted, right? So, so what it does is you you actually block the guy that's inside of you to take that away because that's the guy that can actually get there really fast. But you don't, like, step way down and make a short edge so the other guy can get around. You still make the guy run around you, which means they're going to get the kickoff. Uh, and it shouldn't be a problem in that scenario. But he didn't do anything on the inside guy. You know, and that's why Darren Simmons says that it wouldn't have mattered. Um if Clark Harris was in there and maybe it wouldn't have because Minka ran right through but Wilcox was very very slow on that and I I, I think it I think it did um play a factor there um you know it, it's got that that thing's gonna be getting off in like 1.2 1.3 seconds and look it's it's hard to do it like I'm looking at the TV and I'm looking at and I'm trying to like step it out and uh, get the right angle and stuff. I I think it was closer to two. I think it was you know I think I think one seven would be being nice. Like it was definitely over one point five. Um, so that thing was super duper slow. But maybe maybe it didn't matter because maybe Minka was gonna get there anyway. I don't know. The next one was high and hard. Um, and look, it was third down, and that was you know the conversation there was well, wasn't the point of doing it on third down? So if it's a bad snap, you, you can you can sit on it and you get another chance. And yeah, that is the that is the idea. I, but I think in general, the real idea is let's get the damn kickoff, you know. And Huber did a good job. Like he made the catch, he got it down, he put it down. Yes, the laces were facing the kicker. No, that doesn't really matter. Um, it is a very, very overplayed thing. Thank you very much, Jim Carrey. Um, does it is it a, is it a factor? Sure, like everything's a factor. Like you know, when you're you're a kicker, you you tie your shoelaces and put them to the side. You know, so you're getting full contact on the ball. Like you want full contact on the ball, so having the laces there, you know, can throw that off a little bit. Is it going to make you shank a kick from that distance? Hell no. All right? So that it wasn't a factor in that kick. Uh, what was a factor was I think that the, the block got into his head. And you could see him, like he kind of turned his hips uh, to the side where he missed. All right? Whereas his hips were square. His hips are square when he when he finishes through Um on the on previous kicks, on all of his kicks, uh, but there he kind of turned him off to the left. Um, also, he kind of looked like he punched it a little bit. Um, like if you're a bad golfer, 
which I'm a bad golfer, all right? So you ever watch me, like, try and chip, and I don't fall through on my chip shots? I just kind of, like, I'm like almost like I'm just, like, trying to get a divot and just hoping it pops up all right. You know, like, like, you don't fall through. So if you ever see somebody really bad at taking chip shots, or if you ever play golf with me, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, I kind of feel like that's what he, like, he did. He, I, I don't feel like he fully went through. Again, like he was holding back, like he was afraid of getting blocked, like he thought the guy was coming in on or something. I think he got into his head a little bit. And this is something I talked about in the offseason, you know, when we were, people were talking about uh, replacing Huber. And I was like, well, the most important thing is you don't want to screw up McPherson. <laughs> like, you got to have a holder and a snapper that he trusts. And, um, you know, now now that's where we're at. You know, we're, we're, that might have gotten into his head a little bit. I think he's fine. I think he'll bounce back. I mean, this is the guy that snuck out, you know, to watch the Super Bowl halftime show to, to see all the old school rappers. But, that that's the mindset and that's the attitude of a guy who's going to be just fine in a situation uh, as far as i'm concerned but um i think at that moment it was it was in his head um and i think that that's that's what caused that to happen um so there it is you know it's yeah it's, it's sample's fault yeah it's a little wilcox's fault all right obviously the, the miss kick was, was on mcpherson i think huber did a great job i don't think any that's on huber like i i I don't give a shit about kicking the laces. When the ball comes in that high and hard and, and you get the damn thing down, don't care. I think Huber's 100% innocent on that. So, But, hey, they got Caledonimus. I'm excited about that. I thought he he had some hype. He had more hype than I've, like, people, I've never heard people talking about a long snapper like this guy coming out. Um, I, I thought he might have a chance at, at, at you know, Making a run of Harris anyway, and it sounds like it was actually kind of close in camp from from you know the whispers you hear. So they're gonna be alright with that. They're gonna be good with that, and um, we're gonna love him. He's gonna be the man. So I'm very excited about that to see what happens moving forward here. So let's get to the real reason that the Bengals lost last that last weekend, and it is that Joe Burrow was bad. Um, he threw four picks, and I mean that. I mean that's a stat you know that's a fact but he just wasn't good overall and I don't expect that to ever happen again I don't expect him to ever throw four picks again everything we know about this guy says that he is going to bounce back um and that he has probably just been angry about this all week uh he's definitely looked into all of his film broken his own game apart he has definitely looked looked into the Cowboys defense with every ounce of his energy and broken them apart and i fully expect joe burrow to be back in joe burrow form this week now the offensive line um took a lot of heat over some of this stuff i think you you look at them like you look at the sack numbers obviously the sack numbers are bad right it's it's really six they call it seven sacks but one of them wasn't legitimate but look the we people complained about the preseason, you know. Oh well, the, there's there's no continuity. They didn't pr- practice together. Well, they didn't practice together. But you know what I mean. They didn't, oh, they didn't get live game action together. Well, they had a week of practice against the Rams and Aaron Donald, right? So there's that. Um, the guy who I think struggled the most was Cordell Volson, who played significantly um, in the preseason. So add that to the list all right and then 
you know, I think I think Jonah, you know, Leo Collins, I think they had to shake off some rust. Like, Leo Collins wasn't going to play in those preseason games. By the way, Burrow wasn't going to play in those preseason games. It was appendectomy anyway. That wasn't just a Zach Taylor thing. That was a, any coach in the world thing wasn't going to play Joe Burrow um, in a preseason game this year. So, like, it doesn't matter. Those guys didn't play. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and they'll bounce back. We know we know how good Jonah is. I think he was shaking off the rust. I think Collins was shaking off a little bit of rust. Collins didn't play too 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 bad. Um, but then look, that was really good competition. You know, and now Cordo Volson has made one actual NFL start, and he's already seen you know competition against uh, Aaron Donald and Cam Hayward, and you know been practicing against um, DJ Reader and. EJ Hill, like, like he's seen some stuff now. Like, that kid's going to grow fast, I think. So, um, like, let's chill on that stuff. But, hey, Karras and Kappa look pretty good. Like, you didn't hear their names called very much. Uh, there was some really good protection there, too. Like, at times, they there was some sacks. And some of that's, you know, like I said, there were some individual losses there. But, like, there was also some really good protection, you know, and, and a lot of snaps in that game, by the way, too. Because, uh, again, we played almost five quarters in. So, there's some good things going on there, too. Um, don't think that the O-line isn't fixed, right? Uh, let's not give up on it quite yet. I see good things coming there. Uh, and finally, let's talk about the defense. Look, the defense, you know, you could say they played really well, but give me a turnover. Like, you got to give me a turnover. Like, that's what the game is right now. Great defense in the NFL is not holding a team to 13 points, all right? Um, that's not how you win in this league anymore. It is creating turnovers, creating opportunities for your offense, and they didn't do that, all right? Obviously, the Steelers did, you know? So they've got to figure out a way to do that. And they, it's something they struggled with at the beginning of last year, too, and then they, they got going with it. So for all the good that they did, and obviously, you know, good, you know, great job stopping the run, um, you know, we, we see, you know, good performance at a reader, but like they've got to figure out how to create turnovers, create opportunities, especially if Burrow's giving it up, like they got to figure out, all right, how do we get it back to him? How do we give him more opportunities? How do we let him work through this? So I'm looking forward to the Cowboys game. I think there's going to be some opportunities for all of these things to get worked out in this game. And, um, yeah, let's not, uh, Let's not panic. Let's not pack it in. Let's not give up on the season because there are good days ahead of us. And by the way, four picks and they, they lost the game off of the ridiculousness of, of a missed, uh, of a blocked extra point and then a, a shanked field goal by a guy who's awesome. Like, like things that will never happen. For all the things that the Bengals do and are successful at, and people are like, well, that was a fluke thing. All right. There was some fluke shit that led, led them leading. <laughs> led to them losing this football game. All right. So let's not look past that. And, you know, like that, and it was in spite of the fact that Burrow did play poorly. Their best player, their quarterback, played poorly and gave up the ball four times, gave up a, an, you know, a touchdown on offense. Right. In spite of that, they lost by a goddamn point. All right. And the Steelers aren't as bad as you think they are. And they lost by a point. Okay. That tells you this is not your father's Cincinnati Bengals, right? This is a different club. This is a different beast. These are different cats. I'm excited, right? They're going to get better. It's going to come around. And, um, you know, like, look, it's September. Like, 
September is figuring out who you are. Like you see, like you saw with the Patriots all the time. Like the Patriots would drop a few in September, and like people would be like, "Ah, oh, man, this is it. The Patriots dynasty's over. They suck. Oh, time Brady's blows." Right? No. Like it's just figuring out what the team is this year, learning some things, figuring it out. It is not about winning games in September. It's about being in a position, you know, to win games in December and January, and that means how good of a team are you at that point of the year. All right. How many lessons have you learned? Where have you come? How have you developed as a team? And how healthy are you at those, that point? That's it. Like, that's how you win games at the end of the year is having those two things. Anyway, I'm Emmanuel. This is Coach Speak. Let's go down to Dallas and get one. Who day? <laughs>